0: Thank you. Welcome to another episode of the What's Good Games podcast, your source for video game news, commentary, analysis, and funny stuff. Yay. I'm joined once again by Miss Brittany Brombacher
1: Hello.
0: and Miss Christine Steimer, <laughs> ha. getting ready for the big Cabo vacay. Yeah. Yay.
2: <laughs> I don't know why I said it like a Muppet.
0: My Muppet voice is rubbing off
3: on you. Yay.
2: Yes, it it's is. true.
0: Yeah. Um so if you guys listened to the show last week you um you heard a little bit of Brittany's uh, uh muppet voice at the end of the show. <laughs> um uh it makes frequent appearances um when we're not recording. Well technically when we're recording sometimes. I was just talking to the girls about how um we're thinking about for our 1 year anniversary coming up later in the spring about how we want maybe put together like a behind the scenes compilation. Of a bunch of, uh, silly moments that we have while we're, uh, doing the show. So, uh, uh I'm gonna, I'm gonna ponder that. I have quite a few, uh, sitting on this computer. That might have to be a
3: project we tackle together somehow. There's a lot. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. We can, we can take, we can tag team it somehow.
3: Um, Alexa Ray is
0: still in the space time continuum in her, in her backflip. <laughs> is um, it
2: like in a wrinkle in time when the guy's like trapped in space? Um sure I've, it's been a long time since I've read a wrinkle in time. I'm just you know, basing I, that off the movie trailer. I saw recently. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a good point. I actually just um, pulled
0: out my copy of a wrinkle in time. I'm thinking I should reread it before the movie comes out. And then I was like, Oh, I don't know if I'll have time. And then I saw the book and it's like, it's like all itty bitty, like an inch thick and i'm like oh yeah i got this
2: yeah they're not <laughs> I just, very big
3: could
0: probably put this down and in this an afternoon
3: funny <laughs> mental image of alexa just like in this continual like never-ending backflip like slightly above orbit just like or the um ozone layer thingy whatever the fuck i don't i'm, I'm not molly okay i don't know the atmosphere. the atmosphere thank you samer just like doing the slow like backflip never-ending backflip you would I'm barf done. that would be terrible yeah that would be
0: probably. Fun. You'd be like uh Sandra Bullock in gravity. She's just oh, like Oh god, stuck. she's just spinning. Oh,
2: oh god. <laughs> <laughs> no. No,
0: Well, welcome to the show, everybody. Um, in case this is your first time, I hope you guys enjoy. Um, a big shout out and thank you to all of our patrons for supporting us over on patreon.com slash what's good games. Um, if you missed it on social media, we have been promoting our new get hippo t-shirt. Um, that you can find over on teespring.com slash stores slash what's good games along with all of our other merchandise. If you guys are watching this on youtube.com slash what's good games, you can see directly below the video in the little carousel. I actually, um, logged in, uh, to see if that was still up and running and it is. It works it like is. a charm. You don't even have to go anywhere else. You just click right there. There it is. Um, so Easy, we peasy, really love lemon that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we, are looking forward to a new month when this podcast releases. It'll already be February, February. <gasps> the
2: wow. worst month.
0: Why is it the worst? It's not month? the
2: worst month. I just—it's <laughs> not.
0: It's just—it's just, it's just are you uh, being salty.
2: It's just Valentine's Day. <laughs> That's the only part.
0: I mean, no, Valentine's no. Day. It, it, I I have double like not double i have conflicting feelings about valentine's day part of me like really likes the romanticism of it and likes like flowers and chocolates and all of that jazz but the other part of me is like oh well that means i have to like get a gift and i have to think about it and i have to spend more money on stuff but um you know i could take it or leave it valentine's day it's an okay it's an okay holiday it's just a day
3: I miss yeah. the days of grade school when you'd buy, like, the box of Valentines. Like, I always got, like, Simpsons-themed ones, and I'd hand them out. They were all appropriate, believe it or not.
2: I should ch- ch- choose
3: you.
0: Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah in our elementary school we would make we would spend part of a class making these custom boxes and we got to like decorate it yep. and do whatever we want and you know you put it up on the shelf and then everyone walks around and puts the valentines in yeah. um i was always one of the kids that didn't get a valentine for everybody because no one liked me in school what <laughs> i thought it was a number one i thought it was a rule that they had to give them out to everybody I mean, they say that, but if someone decides they don't like you and they don't want to put a valentine in your box, the teacher's not going to go around and count all the valentines and be like, "Be oh, like, you, you she mean, got shorty, <laughs> you didn't give little Andrea a valentine."
3: <laughs> it sounds like it but, might have to be a certain segment. What was Andrea like in
2: elementary school that no one liked her? How could you not? I think you were just like person. probably opinionated and other kids didn't like that.
0: Yeah, if you think that I'm opinionated and outspoken now, it was much, much worse when I was younger. Because <laughs> when you're young, you don't know that it's not okay to like tell people they're stupid to their face. <laughs> um, oh, God, I did that today. <laughs> oh, no, you did? I did. I was going to ask for the story, but it probably no, isn't I'm
3: not uh, gonna tell appropriate. It, but <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. It was, yeah. <laughs> this
2: is um, why Andrea and I get along. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they couldn't handle but, the heat of Andrea Renee, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Yeah, no, but I decided that I did want to have friends eventually, so <laughs> I um I toned, I toned
3: it down.
2: So I learned some social boundaries. <laughs> so that's what that blank
3: look is on your face whenever I say something. It takes like a few seconds to process. You're just like filtering it out. I get it. Now. It
0: is. It's like it's like the ten layers of filter that I've built up over several <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: decades. <laughs>
0: okay okay don't say that don't say that and i still like there's a lot of times still when i don't i don't slow down enough to like think about what i'm saying before i say it which i mean is you know that's a lot of people have that problem right i'm not the only one
3: you're not the only one no it's a very it happens to me a lot yes thank you thank you i appreciate it we got you we're here for you
0: Okay, well, um, <laughs> why don't we get on to some news? The whole reason why we're here here um is to talk about uh, some recent events that are happening. So I want everyone to know, yes, I saw the news from Epic Games about Paragon that – dropped the friday of last week when the show came out after the show came out we're going to talk about it at the end of this new segment um but we're going to talk about some stuff that happened this week first um and because i didn't finish pulling something for this other story we're going to start with some good news um a big round of applause goes out to nintendo they have announced that after being on sale for less than a year worldwide switch console sales have surpassed those of wii u's entire life cycle The company has sold 14.86 million Switch units worldwide since its release in March 2017 through the end of 2017 compared to 13.56 million units for the Wii U over more than four years. On the software side, Nintendo is also proud of the fact that Super Mario Odyssey has sold over 9 million copies and Mario Kart Deluxe over 7 million and The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild at 6.7 million. So this is really impressive stuff from Nintendo, and uh, a big congratulations and hats off to them. Um, it, are you either of you surprised by this news?
2: I mean, I just feel like you're, you're comp- comparing it to Wii U? Like, <laughs> I hope to God it's doing better than that. Well, that was their last console, though, right? No, I know, but, like, it was sort of a joke. Everyone was like, this is confusing. Like, the people who bought the Wii won't understand if they need to get a Wii U. What is this thing? Um, but that being said, I mean, I love my switch and I'm happy that it is doing as well as it's doing.
3: Yeah. And I mean, there's something to say for the Wii U. I, I played only a handful of titles on it and I understand the vision Nintendo was going with. And I feel like they took that vision of the Wii U launched the switch and nailed it. It has that portability that the Wii U had like, 15 feet of if you were lucky
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so it like the the wii was like snuba diving where you're still attached to a cord like floating above you You can only dive 15 feet down the switch is regular ass diving you can go up to 60 feet
3: (laughs) you got it timer no i'm really happy for nintendo this makes me feel warm and fuzzy i'm always rooting for them Uh, i think a lot of the decisions they make from a business standpoint are kind of wonky and weird Uh, software, their freaking headset shenanigans they were doing a while back where you needed like a dongle to play online games. I don't know if you still need that. The fact that you have to use like their app to do their online chat shenanigans. Whatever the hell they're doing. Sometimes I scratch my head. But I think they really got something (laughs) special here. And um, I'm happy for them. I'm great. If you look at these lists of their top games, they're all over a million. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 sold one million, which I was actually really impressed by. That I didn't know it would sell that much. That's fantastic. I'm,
2: I'm really happy. I think people who own their Switch just like are hungry for content. So like, if you put your game on it, it's probably gonna do pretty well. Like I'm packing that bad boy up, it's coming to Mexico with me, and I'm excited about that. <laughs> like
0: Yeah, I mean I think that there's a lot to be said for the attach rate. Um a lot of consoles don't have as high of an attach rate, but Quite frankly, there isn't a lot else to play on Nintendo Switch, particularly for third parties. I mean, really, it's just indies right now outside of a few tentpole games, you know, like Britt had mentioned Xenoblade. And then, of course, you know, you got Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom's Battle, uh, which also did very well. But... I mean, the, the console is new. It was one of the hot holiday items. I believe it was the top seller in December here in the United States. Um, and people love it. I really like my Switch. It's fun. I like to play it. Um, I don't like it as much as my other consoles, but, um, it's a really great little piece of hardware. It's so hats off to Nintendo. I wish them a great 2018. I wish we would know what is happening in 2018.
3: A virtual <laughs> console, maybe?
0: Oh, Britt, don't Please. be silly. Virtual console's not coming.
3: What? It is
2: eventually.
3: If you're if you're not watching the video, I'm giving the stupidest <laughs> grin right now. Stupidest, dumbest grin. What do you mean it's not coming, Andrea? <laughs> no, I mean, it would be silly
0: of them uh, to not come. It, there was um, some interesting discussion um, that I had last week with some folks about the idea – of Nintendo doing something like a Nintendo pass similar to the, the Xbox game pass. Like, would that make sense for Nintendo to do like a subscription based service? I mean, I know that they have a subscription service right now, but something where they do release um, day and date for some of their bigger titles and also release virtual console as a subscription service. Um, what do you guys think about that? About the idea that virtual console could be like nine 99 a month with access to everything
2: <laughs> I think we used that it sounds- earlier. Like, not something I would want because I'm like, oh, really? that would be a waste of money. Well, because I just want to buy the things <laughs> Prince, like, specifically what? I want and download them and not worry about it again. I don't like this everything's $10 and then eventually you're spending like $200 a month on all this crap and you're not what? using most of it.
1: No, no, no. $10 a month
2: total. Like 9 flat I know. I'm not fee. talking about just... I'm saying there's $10 for this. There's $10 for Netflix. There's 10... I'm talking about like everything oh, yes. being... Every, not just Nintendo, like all of the things that are $10, you're like, it's just $10 a month. And then eventually, it's like when you go to Costco and you're like, I'm just going to get a few things and you spend $500. You're like, how did this happen? (laughs) I feel like
3: we're fortunate as members of the media in the sense that we get a lot of our games that we want to play and review at no cost. But I feel like if you're a consumer and you can spend $10 a month and get all of these games like day one, that would typically cost you 40, 50, $60. I feel like, you know, that's, you can easily justify that. I think if, um, Nintendo were to release like a $10 a month thing a lot Xbox Game Pass, that would be an amazing fan service. However, they obviously do not need to do that. If they release like Chrono Trigger and Earthbound and all these like NES, NES, Super NES, N64 classics on their virtual console, people will pay a la carte for those bad boys because there's so much nostalgia. Even though it's frustrating that you will have probably, they probably will make it so you'll have to buy it again or at a lesser price or something. I think it would be amazing, but if they go that route, I'd be very surprised.
2: To be clear, I was only talking about a virtual console for ten dollars a month that I wouldn't want. Like I because I just think they're older games, I'd rather just buy the ones I want. Um but for the and I I agree with you, Britt, like Nintendo could do like a Nintendo Game Pass where there's newer titles in it, but they don't need to. They've they've especially with this attach rate that they have. They are doing just fine.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you think that the attach rate, though, is going to maintain as the library gets bigger? For I Nintendo don't think For a Nintendo first will. party? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think this is so – something that I was educated on earlier this year, or actually it was last year, was my misconception about how successful Zelda is. Um, I mean, I always knew that Mario was much, much bigger than Zelda But I didn't realize just how much bigger Mario is than Zelda. Like, if you look at lifetime sales of both of those franchises side by side, Um, it was interesting to me, despite the fact that Zelda was touted as the game of the year for several outlets last year, um, including the Game Awards. And, you know, we have the GDC and the Dice Awards still yet to come. that it didn't do more. I mean, cause six million is awesome. That is fantastic, but it's nothing compared to games like Grand Theft Auto or games like Call of Duty, you know, that don't really get these, these accolades. And so I just thought it was, I was thought it was interesting, you know, to think about, you know, what are, what is going to be bigger than Mario and Zelda for Nintendo?
3: I feel like Zelda... Pokemon! Pokemon! I mean, yeah, Pokemon for sure. I mean, I'd be curious sure. to know like what numbers those are being pulled from, because there's been a kajillion Mario games, right? And we get maybe a new Zelda game once every five years, if we're lucky or so, four or five years, whatever. Um, right. And with Mario, it's such a simple pick up and play game. You know, like, family, you just walk left to right, up and down, you jump around. Zelda obviously has a higher barrier to entry. The mechanics aren't as cut and dry, especially with this one. So I'm totally. not too surprised. So, I mean, maybe if you look at it that way, the fact that Super Mario Odyssey only sold two million more, maybe it's not that um, mind-boggling. I love saying that. I'm on a Dragon Ball Z kick lately. I'm sorry. It's like my new like favorite <laughs> thing to say. Mind-boggling uh, is a good word. It is a good yeah. word. Yeah. I use it, and I don't watch Dragon Ball. Yeah, girl. So, yeah. That was just my two cents on that.
2: Yeah, I was also when you said those numbers, Andrea, I was like, yeah, but what are you comparing that to? Like what when you were talking about lifetime sales of Mario, are you which Mario games are you including because he's been I'm, No, I'm talking
0: I'm talking about like the tentpole Mario franchise games. I still think like there's the, a significant
2: more amount more of those than there are of Zelda's.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. There are more Mario games than there are Zelda games. I'm not talking about like I'm not talking about collectively. I'm mm. saying if you like compare per generation, like the Mario games on like SNES versus the Zelda games, or whichever console you want to compare mm. them on. Britt's right in saying that there's not just they just don't come out as often. Um, but I, my point was not how often they're released, just that I think Mario as a franchise and Mario himself as a character is just more identifiable
2: oh 100 yeah then that's
0: Linkers. why they have those teachers
2: I mean, that are like people still think link is the girl Zelda. or whatever like yeah, people because yeah. people have no idea
3: <laughs> it, like joe schmo it. on the street <laughs> you can't market link i love that guy so much but he just has no personality he's just kind of a boring dude like he's not really known for anything except for doing somersaults across hyrule field going hi hey, ah! And that's it. Does
2: Mario have that much of a personality? He and just yeah, goes, I oh, he Mario.
3: Look at He's a chipper, upbeat guy. He's always smiling. He's always saving the day. And Nintendo always puts him in the spotlight. Link. We need more Link in our lives. Yeah. I'll get off my soapbox now. That
2: was my, that You're was fine. my noise. That was how did I, how did I do? It did really
3: good.
0: But it will be interesting to keep an eye on how a Switch does in year two. Yeah. Um, I have said that I don't think it's going to be able to maintain its momentum. But prove me wrong, Nintendo. If they can get for wait,
2: did they? I can't remember if they said they were going to try and get the Pokemon game out this year. Did they it's say they were going said to nothing about 2000- the Pokemon game?
3: Sorry, <clears throat> it's slated for 2018 or later. The chance of that game coming out this year later point like 0.1%. I know, I just could,
2: I couldn't remember if they were you had even put that year next to that name but that uh, will sell consoles that will sell so much
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean for sure that's like the one franchise that will really kind of i think
2: um be a hardware pusher for them Mm. um but i'm surprised that mario kart like wasn't mario kart that came out just a rehash of like the older mario karts and it sold seven million copies yeah,
0: it was the, um,
2: 3DS. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Wait, it's all better than fucking Zelda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Wah, 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 Mario. Old Mario beats new Zelda.
0: <laughs> well, you know. Sigh.
1: Sigh. No, Sigh.
0: Do
2: um, we want to talk more about Mario? Um, wh- why? Oh, I meant the, the next story. We have the news item. About Mario. Oh, I was
0: gonna go backwards. Um, but yes, we can um we can roll right into more Mario news. Nintendo and Illumination are making a Mario movie. Um, so this was rumored. Uh we actually talked about this a couple of months ago. Um, but now it looks like they are in the, the final stages. Uh over on Variety, they report that Illumination Entertainment is near an agreement with Nintendo to make an animated Super Mario Brothers movie based on the iconic video game franchise about the plumbers Mario and Luigi. So Illumination nation, which is owned by, um, universal studios has produced despicable me minions, the secret life of pets movies. Nintendo agreed in 2015 with universal parks and resorts to build attractions based on Nintendo characters, including Mario and Luigi. And Twitter has confirmed that Shigeru Miyamoto and Chris melodandri are co-producing the film. So, um, uh, not much new to report in this story. When you guys were talking about it earlier, I didn't realize it was the Illumination Project. So we originally reported on the, on like the whispers that this was going to happen a couple of months ago, but good to see that it's, um, uh, moving forward as like most things in Hollywood. I'm sure it will take several years, years before <laughs> we actually see this film, but, um, I think animation is the way to go because I don't care. What you guys think out there? All
2: of the live-action Mario movies have been weird. Well, it's creepy. Like you don't—he's kind of a creepy dude if he's in real life. (laughs) Yeah, but as as an animated character, it's okay. (laughs) Um,
3: Yeah. Just for clear language, um, I'm looking at an article on The Verge right now, and Nintendo has confirmed that they are working on the Mario movie with Illumination. So it is a
2: confirmed. Yeah. Their Twitter, their Twitter, Nintendo's Twitter. To be clear, when I say they. confirm that shigeru miyamoto is on it okay so, so
3: this is a thing that is happening yeah i my biggest in my first question is when mario's like chatting in this movie is he actually is he actually gonna have a voice voice or is he just gonna go like Woo-hoo, yahoo, the whole time well i just-
0: certainly hope that charles martinet is, is back i mean he has been the one and only voice of mario um in the animated video games as far as i'm aware I don't think anybody else has ever voiced animated
2: Mario.
3: I think um, if you, what about the uh, old Mario cartoon? Did you ever watch those growing up? I'm pretty sure that. Uh,
2: but he's spoken those, right? Oh, like yeah, he, full full those. sentences. Oh, then yeah. I'm assuming you would have to do that here. Cause otherwise, how do you have a movie with somebody who's just going, woohoo, Mario. I don't remember. I if mean, the they made the the a rabbit series and those people don't talk. They, the rabbits are all gibberish. They have movies where that's all it is. They have a series, a TV series. Nobody speaks on that show, or do they have like humans that speak and then the rabbits are just running around being dumb? That's a good question. I actually haven't watched it. Let me pull it up and see if I can find it.
3: Captain Lou Albano was Mario back in the animated series. Back in the day, we're talking like what was that, like early 90s or something like that? I used to watch this. 1989 is when it first launched. Insane. I watched that show. 1989. Do the Mario. Take one step. And then again, let's do the Mario. Nope, you don't know what I'm talking about. There's someone listening to this podcast who knows exactly what I'm singing. <laughs> Somewhere out
2: there. I liked Andrea's face right there. Like, What's what happening?
0: Don't know. Don't know what that Mario dance is. Don't want to know. I'm good. <gasps> oh, oh,
2: oh, Brit. oh, oh Wait, the chest what? is good. You're <laughs> puffing up. <laughs> I'm puffing
3: up. I'll teach you the Mario when I see you next, Andrea, and you'll love it.
0: Okay, we'll make it into a video. It'll be great. Uh, Teach me the Mario. Oh, God. (laughs) All right, moving on. Um, This week, um, the Game Developers Conference has announced that they are going to be giving out some special award recipients. Double Fine founder, and ex-Lucas Arts dev Tim Schaefer, friend Woo-hoo. of the show, will receive the Lifetime Achievement Award following almost 30 years in game design. His accomplished range from classic adventures such as Full Throttle and Grim Fandango to cult hit Psychonauts and Brutal Legend. He joins the roster of previous winners which include Hideo Kojima, Shigeru Miyamoto, John Carmack, Ken Kutagari, and Peter Molyneux, and many others. So a big congratulations to Tim Schafer. Certainly a well-deserved honor for him. Also, Rami Ismail of Vlambeer will pick up the Ambassador Award, recognizing his work as an advocate for opening game development to all. This encompasses not only his initiatives like the free promotional tool Press Kit, but also through his work with incubators, universities, and emerging development communities around the world. Cool. Another big shout out to Rami. He is a wonderful person. I've had the uh, pleasure of knowing him for several years. He and I have uh, spoken on a couple panels together and all around like really great dude. So um congrats to both of those guys. Um There was a third recipient – who is no longer a recipient. Um, Atari co-founder Nolan Bushnell was originally the 2018 Pioneer Award recipient, but the organizers of the Game Developers Conference have pulled the award. Um, According to Kotaku, they say they will now give it to no one. The quick change followed 18 hours of outcry about Bushnell's alleged unsavory behavior towards female Atari employees back in the day. Those stories have circulated for decades, and as they resurfaced, the game community began to question whether nolan's legacy ought to be celebrated in the wake of the hashtag me Too movement bush and Ella, for those of you who don't remember co-founded atari back in 1972 by the 80s the company stood squarely at the center of the american games development team exploded into the consumer electronics market with pong and of course the atari 2600 um so you guys can read all about um the alleg the allegations they're not even allegations <laughs> he ra- he openly admits it and writes and it was written about in the two thousand and one book the ultimate history of Video games so I think it's important to, um to remember that um there's a difference here between allegations and things that he openly admits. I do love that he uh came forward and made a statement mm-hmm. um he had said. Um, quote, if my personal actions or the actions of anyone who has ever worked with me offended or caused pain, um, oh, sorry, let me read this again. Uh, Bushnell issued a statement apologizing, saying, quote, if my personal actions or the actions of anyone who ever worked with me offended or caused pain. He also said that he applauds GDC for ensuring that their institution reflects what is right, especially with regards to how people should be treated in the workplace. Um, so certainly a good thing that he made that statement and and owned up to it um i thought um carly co Koyer, Curic, excuse me a games professor at illinois tech who commented uh to kotaku i think she had a, an important point which said that bushnell is definitely an important figure in the history of video games that isn't debatable what is debatable is if this is the right time to recognize this particular person so i think that's really like what came, it came down to for the organizers of the game developers conference. And I'm glad they so swiftly, you know, responded to the outcries from people, especially in the wake of movements like Time's Up and everything else that's been happening, um, in social media and just really in American culture and other cultures at large over the last six, 12 months. So an interesting turn of events. Um, I don't really particularly, um, feel one way or the other about this. I'm like, cool. I am super happy for Tim and Rami. I think they are wonderful people. I've never met Mr. Bushnell. I don't know what kind of a dude he is. Clearly the seventies were a much different time than they are today. Doesn't excuse his behavior at all. But I think, you know, in the wake of everything that's happening, I'm glad that, you know, people are taking steps to recognize that we need to be more sensitive about how we honor people for the types of behavior that they have put on display with really without any shame whatsoever.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree. And um, I think Nolan's statement was an appropriate one. You know, he said basically what he should have said. Um, and it sounds like you're right. They're not giving the award to anyone, but they're dedicating it to honor the pioneering and unheard voices of the past. So that was good. It's just kind of, we don't have to like talk about this too much, but I'm kind of surprised that, this flew through GDC and the nomination panel committee, whoever it was. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, especially at a time like this, like you're saying with the times up, the me too movement, uh, it's like, <laughs> hello.
2: Yeah. Cause it doesn't seem like anything was veiled in any way. Like he's pretty, like Andrea said, kind of openly admit some of the things that he did, which would, that were a little unsavory.
0: Yeah. I mean, this, this is the guy that was doing board
3: meetings in a hot tub.
2: Um, that's where i do all of my board meetings
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and there's a lot of like andrea saying a lot of knowledge on this i just think a lot of people aren't familiar you know with this part of video game history it's in the what's what's the book called the history of video games so I actually own a copy of the
0: ultimate history of video
3: games yeah and i own a copy of that book and i did read that part many many years ago when i first bought this and so when i was reading this i was like oh my god i totally forgot about that stuff but i remember re- reading about it uh, but i just don't think it's common not people don't know about it you know all they know about is for his uh, achievements with the atari and like you said he thank you for you know helping shape this industry and doing what you did but but on a personal level dude that's not cool <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not cool
0: yes. bro. um but again another congratulations to tim and rami we will find Ooh, out who the yay. winners of the game developers choice awards are going to be on march 21st 21st what are you um, doing and those will be live Andrea? streaming i believe 6 30 p.m pacific time uh if you guys want to check those out what
3: are you doing at gdc um, girlfriend what was that what are you doing at gdc girlfriend you have a thing coming am- up don't you that's dice. Oh, that's Oh, DICE. it's at dice. Oh, I, yeah. love it. I was
0: um, like it. Yeah. Oh my god. It's okay. <laughs> um Dice is also um there's also the Dice Awards, which is in uh February. So will it'll be interesting to see it who wins Game of the Year, because surprisingly, PUBG is nominated for Game of the Year in both of those uh, groups and those are peer nominated. Um but I have a feeling that uh, Zelda is gonna sweep. Uh just a just a hunch. I think yeah. it's gonna sweep yeah. all of the Every, Game Everybody of the Year really awards. likes Zelda.
3: Loves them some Zelda.
0: Yeah. I mean, Zelda's, Zelda's fine. There's a lot of our listeners who seem to think that we hate Zelda. Oh contraire, mon frere. No, I nice. had a good time with
2: it when I was playing yeah. it, but I don't hate Zelda. also don't have a desire to pick it back up again, so. No.
0: Too busy uh, slaying monsters, which we'll talk about later. Uh, uh, um, moving on with some news. EA. Summer, <laughs> I know you're salty. <laughs> I'm so
2: mad about it. We'll get to that later. <laughs>
0: EA has confirmed a new Battlefield is releasing in 2018 and that Respawn's Star Wars title will be coming by March 2020. And they also provided some comments on loot boxes. And this is all coming via Game Informer. Game Informer. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm, I'm having <laughs> trouble speaking today. I apologize. In their quarterly earnings call, Electronic Arts confirmed a new Battlefield title for this holiday season and indicated the response Star Wars action game will release in the 2020 financial year. EA executives Andrew Wilson, Patrick Sutherland, and Blake Jorgensen announced that a new Battlefield game would release this year and praised the success of the Battlefield IP, especially as Battlefield 1 ended up becoming the biggest game in the franchise. No other details were provided, but Battlefield 1 was revealed by DICE ahead of E3, so presumably EA will do something similar. The game was announced partly as a means to explain why BioWare's Anthem, originally scheduled for 2018, is now slipping to 2019, so that is now officially confirmed. Jorgensen insisted that they do not look at the new date as a delay and that pushing it back was only done for scheduling reasons. Jorgensen <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. With Jorgensen explaining, the game has been hitting all of its development mi- milestones. It doesn't make sense to release Anthem next to Battlefield, he stated. Which is... That's also it's, true. <laughs> yes, but, I mean, it didn't stop them from releasing Titanfall next to Battlefield. So.
2: Nope. Screw that Did title over. Learn? Real good. <laughs> Did they yeah. learn...
0: A question was asked to the executive team about whether or not Battlefront 2 broke fan trust and if it could be repaired in two years for an inevitable Battlefront 3, but Sutherland clarified that Battlefront 3 has not been announced. He said that he expects <laughs> respawn Star Wars action game um in March 2020, so if those predictions are accurate, a holiday 2019 release could be a good guess. When asked about the impact of player unknowns battlegrounds, EA President Andrew Wilson equivocated that he would not confirm similar or would not confirm similar long running battle royale modes for Battlefield. What PUBG has done, sorry, quote, what PUBG has done is change the level of innovation that changes the way people play first person shooting games, said Wilson. Quote, we've also seen it in Fortnite, so people are clearly interested in it at how they innovate, including core gameplay. And map design, meaning their Battlefield teams, excuse me, are looking at how they innovate. Finally, the specter that has been hanging over EA since Battlefront 2's release loot boxes were eventually brought up. Quote, we do not believe that loot boxes are a form of gambling. And a lot of countries agree with us, said the executives. Quote, it's not just us, the entire industry and the ESA agree and are helping to explain to people what those are. People are enjoying games all the time that some are misconstruing as loot boxes or gambling, end quote. Just as a side note, Battlefront 2 has sold 9 million copies, though EA pointed out this is weaker performance than Battlefield 1, which is amazing that Battlefront 2, despite the entire backlash... Still went on to sell nine
2: million copies.
3: I mean, are we surprised? Though it's always those negative no. echo
2: chamber voices.
3: I was about to say <laughs> yeah, that. I'm not surprised at all. Naysayers yeah.
2: on the internet are always like a fart in the wind, as Britney says.
3: <laughs> Wait, is that do I say that or is that Alexa? I think you said it. Somebody <laughs> oh, said it. it might be. Uh, I don't, I don't, that's, I'll take oh, credit for that. That's a fantastic okay. scene. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty good. Uh, I mean, Simer, yeah. how, how are you feeling about this?
2: Um, I just really love PR speak. It's like my favorite thing. Uh, So I love that they're like, this is a scheduling issue, guys. Everything's (laughs) fine, which I'm sure I don't think that I don't think it's going tits up or anything like I think it'll be fine. But um, (laughs) I do think it probably needs more time. You know, and it's a good thing to push it because like we just mentioned, they completely screwed over Titanfall 2. We're just like, lol. Just put that next to Battlefield. It'll and be call fine. Duty.
3: It'll. Everything will be fine for us. Everything's gonna work out.
2: Yeah, not how that works. Um, I do find it interesting that they wouldn't. They were a little cagey on like a battle royale mode, only because I feel like EA is the absolute worst publisher in terms of seeing a trend, chasing it super hard, and then immediately pulling back as soon as they realize they can't easily cash out on it. Um, so either this means that they're lying and there is something coming or that they're learning from their mistakes. I feel like this just a very convenient excuse for a
3: delay, you know, I mean, because it's like, yeah, we don't want to cannibalize our other franchises because we learned from our mistakes last time. And it's like okay, I'll buy that. But, you know, I'm raising like a rock, the rock eyebrow at my like, hmm, I'm, I'm questioning you. I can't. Andrea can do it. Damn girl, you're good at that. Raising the do one it. eyebrow. How the yeah. hell? <laughs> <I can't laughs>
0: Britney is using her finger to you hold it. You got to be able to move your
3: face, girl. <laughs> uh, obviously, I'm, you know with microtransactions coming back in a few months, I know that has people concerned obviously yeah you know
0: i i don't know why people like that why that was a news story this week i mean on the battlefront forums like oh, t- a couple weeks ago they announced that the the that the new progression overhauls would be happening in march um but and we also knew that the loot boxes were coming back that's not like that's what they said news. like day
2: one yeah them yeah clicks,
0: so them clicks that's what they gotta get I mean, that's exactly. kind of how this I, industry i, works. I do want to <laughs> point out that EA did not say that a Battle Royale mode would not appear in Battlefield. What they said was they want to innovate, including core gameplay and map design. They're not just mm, going good to point. throw a Battle Royale mode in. So what that what that indicates to me is that, of course, they're thinking about it. They have a very popular first-person shooter. It would make sense that they would do some type of Battle Royale mode, given how popular <laughs> Fortnite and PUBG are um but they want to put their own spin on it which is good that's what it's they should smart.
2: do yeah instead yeah. of just copying everybody else innovate a little bit yeah
0: i mean and uh, battlefield has all kinds of amazing vehicles and things to use like it would be ripe for a battle royale
2: mode i kind of would prefer like a battlefront one though i want to be like a droid yeah. trying to win this fucking game <laughs>
0: That would, that would be, um, that would be interesting, but I'm sure there are canon things that they
2: probably can't Oh, get away come with. on. I know, I agree with you. I
0: think it's dumb, but, um, I do think it's interesting how Game Informer seems to think that a Battlefront 3 is definitely going to be coming in holiday 2019, and I just have to, like,
2: disagree. 20, oh, 2019. Sorry, I was because like, because, what year is it? <laughs> because
0: if quick- for some reason Anthem doesn't come out in spring, even though they have said that it's going to happen in the 2019 fiscal, um, that or 2018
3: fiscal. There, they so it, EA does their quarters different, is my it's, understanding? it's March to March, yeah. So, right. Q4 2018 ends like this March, for example. So, Q4 2019 will be March next year,
0: okay. Um, yeah, I guess if Anthem comes out in March, that would leave their holiday open for another FPS, but. I definitely don't think they want to put Anthem up against Battlefront. That
2: would not no. be good. I also Just think like they, they don't still want to need put Anthem to figure up against Battlefield. Battlefront. They, Battlefront is still a, we don't know what we're doing, which is why I think the <laughs> update that's coming will will be a good test. Did you figure yeah. it out this time? Have you balanced this game? Speaking of
3: EA shenanigans, uh, did you see the Casey Hudson tweet, Steimer, about Dragon Age?
2: Um, yes, but I already forgot, so go ahead, read it. (laughs) Okay, so by (laughs) our studio head,
3: Casey Hudson confirmed that the next Dragon Age will indeed be a live game, because that was a report that was going around. Quote, reading lots of feedback regarding Dragon Age, and I think you'll be relieved to see what the team is working on. Story and character focused. Too early to talk details, but when we talk about it being live, it just means designing a game for continued storytelling after the main story.
2: So to me, that... Sounds more MMO ish, not like just in terms of like continued storytelling after, and in, in terms of like expansions and or DLCs. Um, and I don't think, and and they have done they've done multiplayer modes and stuff for Dragon Age as well. Mm-hmm. So I could see them doing that again, but maybe better, like maybe having like mini dungeons with stories or like things, areas you explore with your friends, but in addition to this single-player story focus yeah yeah that's I, mean, no, I, I don't see them doing anything crazy with dragon age i don't see them being like it's a completely different
3: game I mean, now not no uh there's not a lot to talk about obviously but simon and i are very big dragon age fans and so any little piece of morsel of dragon age news that comes out we will talk about it just prepare we ourselves. need to
2: fight egg egg is gonna destroy oh. the world egghead
3: will destroy the world that son of a bitch He's a bastard. He is. But he's got some kick-ass thighs. Bald-headed bastard. All right, we can move on.
2: Andrea, Andrea's trying
0: so hard right now. <laughs> I really appreciate it. I'm just listening. I'm just letting, you know, you guys have a moment. We have um, it. <laughs> we had it. <laughs> <sighs> okay, good. Um, do you want to have your moment about Paragon now? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Um. Okay, so... The last story that we're going to talk about actually happened last Friday, and it is with heavy heart that I have to read this statement again. Um, Hey, everyone. It's with heavy hearts we've decided to close down Paragon. We truly appreciate everything you've put into Paragon. We received many passionate ideas for where to take the game. The outpouring of thoughtful suggestions is another testament to this incredible community. After careful consideration and many difficult internal debates, we feel there isn't a clear path for us to grow Paragon into a MOBA that retains enough players to be sustainable. We didn't execute well enough to deliver on the promise of Paragon. We have failed you. Despite the team's incredibly hard work, and we're sorry. Try To try and make this right, Epic is offering a full refund to every Paragon player for every purchase on any platform. This refund will come directly from Epic rather than your platform provider. Wow. So, it, yes, go ahead, Simon. I was
2: going to say, if you're going to close a game, like, that's the way to do it. Was,
0: I mean, yeah. I have to be honest and say, like, I didn't need a refund. I w- was very happy with the money that I spent, but you bet your bottom dollar I submitted for a refund. Um, cause then I can use it to, on, um, on other things. Um, the refund process, by the way, is like a lot of hoops.
1: Oh, like, I'm sure. You have like, to like enter
0: want- in dates. You have to find your receipts. And thankfully, I bought everything through the PlayStation store. So I have emails from every time I made a purchase, but like, well, that
2: makes sense, especially because you technically bought it from playstation or whatever so they need to they don't have the direct uh purchase yeah, but thing
0: i would imagine if you just use your gamer tag or your epic id all of your purchases are tied to your account because like they in order for them to fulfill your in-game items it has to show what you bought yeah right? but i still understand why they would need receipts and shit yeah anyway i'm it's not as easy to just get a refund as you would think but so i don't think that they're going to like be out like millions of dollars because of this and also you know makes you wonder just how many active players there were if they can afford to give everybody a refund for all purchases of the game um
2: so but also note that that company is like rolling in money from unreal engine also
0: Oh, also they're rolling in money from Fortnite Battle Royale, so like like, they can they can afford to take
2: this hit. It's okay. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, and and that's
0: why I'm really glad that they that they offer they're offering refunds. I think you know there's a lot to be to be said for that. I the reason why I'm upset about it is because it's very clearly they're giving up on it because they see the overwhelming success of Fortnite and they're like, well, Paragon's never going to get there, so we might as well just like take it out behind the barn,
2: you know? I mean, like, (laughs) no, it is true. It's just a sad
0: visual. (laughs) It's, it's, it's frustrating for me as somebody who's put so many hours into that game because the game was never finished. Like they never, they never brought that game to like 1.0 and that was hard. And they made so many creative leaps throughout the development process from alpha to open beta. And they just didn't really have a vision. And, It's frustrating because they very clearly took resources from the team who was trying to make that game better and put it on to Fortnite because that game exploded. And it just sucks for all the people who spend a lot of time on that game to have the rug kind of pulled out from under under us to be like, oh, well, because you guys don't have 40 million registered users, you're just not worth our time. Like, I get it. I get from a business perspective why it needs to happen, but... If Epic has so much money to give everybody refunds, how do they not have enough money and resources to keep
2: development going and to actually finish that game? Or at least... Maybe maybe nobody wanted to, or like not enough people wanted to work on it. Like maybe people at the studio were tired.
3: I understand, Andrea, what you're talking about. It has been officially one year today that Astron's call was shut down. And it it sucks. I also put hundreds and hundreds of hours into that game and we got maybe like a 30-day notice or something about it. And what was frustrating about that game being shut down was we still, to this day, don't really know why. Obviously, it was like a game that released in like 98 or 99, and it was free to play. Development on the game had stopped. The only cost was running the servers, and Warner Brothers owned it, technically. And so it's like, can't you at least like keep the servers running? So we think there's some like weird legal battle thing going on with the IP. Anyway, long story short, is I feel your pain. And it really sucks, especially when you're like, why can't you just like leave it running for us to, so we can at least like play or like at least allocate a small team to it? Um, do you, so when I heard out, heard that Ashbron's call was shutting down, I played it nonstop and I actually recorded some of my matches and I actually texted to you. I was like, make sure you play as many matches as you can and even record them. So when you're mourning the game, you can watch it. Do you think you <laughs> actually do that? <laughs> Seriously.
0: <laughs> I mean, probably not, but, um, You know, I'm planning to play a bunch of my crew. I do, I do like how they like made everything in the store one reputation, so that you can virtually anybody can go in and buy like all of the skins and all of the cards, and they kind of last hurrah. Yeah, they're having like a fire sale. They're like everything must go. you know, which is cool, you know, so I'll be able to play with some skins that I've always wanted. <laughs> um But the thing is, is like I have a bunch of silver or coins, excuse me, in my account. So that I have been waiting to spend because when they changed the reputation system in in V42, I w- got a lot more stingy with how much money I was putting in because I felt like they kept changing the in-game economy. And I was like, well, I don't know where, how much my money is going to be worth like six weeks from today. Um. So I didn't spend it, so I have all this money just kinda of sitting there. So that's why another reason why I asked for a, a refund, because <laughs> I was like, well, um it was interesting. I kind of had like a like a chuckle slash like a like a huh kind of a moment uh when I was filling out the form because the first question they ask you is do you want your refund in Fortnite V Bucks or not? Like oh. that, it's like,
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I actually was, I was, when, I was assuming that they would do something like that because you want to ideally take your players and yeah. funnel them over to another game. Yeah. That,
3: that probably like was a little salt on the wound though, right? A little stammer on the Yeah. Wound. I was like, hey, no, I don't want V bucks. <laughs> I want my
0: money back. You
1: but well, they are giving you your money back
0: and they could have not given you your money back i know i know they couldn't have if they, if they hadn't offered refunds at least to people who bought in in the last like six months though um that would have been pretty pretty shitty uh, so morning game, it's real man it's done. real and it I sucks know. i'm bummed yeah. about it i'm I, but I get
3: it my day was wrecked when ac shut down it's understandable <laughs>
2: yeah yeah <laughs> we, Do have we until want to talk April. about the crazy rumor the crazy microsoft rumor oh boy
0: i mean okay i, I just think it's funny i didn't put this i didn't put this rumor on the rundown because i think it's baseless i think there's absolutely but that's no why but i feel like we or, should mention or, it and
2: then be like it's dumb Okay, Simon, you go ahead and you read the story. Go, okay. girl. Okay. I'm reading the IGN version of this story. Um, like that for some reason. <laughs> uh, a rumor currently doing the rounds suggests that Microsoft has considered acquiring EA, Valve, and PUBG Core. <laughs> All three at once. God only knows. That's not part of the story. That was me. Um, <laughs> A reliable source close to Microsoft, in quotes, uh, told Polygon the news with reports of quote-unquote internal shifts at Microsoft creating the, n- the necessary situation for an acquisition. Um, and then basically, this super data research analyst told Polygon he expects more news about an acquisition soon. TM. Uh, I just like saying that. Because of where we are in the life cycle of all these things, I'm expecting to hear Microsoft announce something very, very shortly. Uh, and he, this is... Basically, I, I just, I can't believe, I think mean, this is, this is silly, yeah. but. Yeah. No, yeah. I think it's, I think it's
0: complete, I think it's a big pile of horse doo-doo. <laughs> yeah. Smelly like, horse doo-doo. I can't even believe that this rumor is being reported on. The idea that Microsoft would buy EA, Valve, or PUBG Corp are all laughable. The only one that is even remotely possible would be PUBG Corp, but I don't know why that, why that company would oh, no. sell to Microsoft? Oh, no. and yeah, that seems silly. I don't
2: know either. Why? Although Mojang did, and I wasn't sure why they would either. Well, I
0: mean, I guess if PUBG is being offered potentially like two billion dollars, then maybe they would. Um, but I think that PUBG is on such an upward trajectory that they have the potential to make more money than Minecraft. Maybe do you, Do you think that that's a far fetched claim?
3: Um, uh, I don't know because Minecraft. I is so don't much think short, they a, appeals to so much. Minecraft appeals to so much. to the wider audience, is what I'm trying to say. That was really hard yeah. to get out, but that's what I was well, going for.
0: Yeah, and Minecraft has. I think the real moneymaker for Minecraft versus PUBG is the licensing for merchandise, uh-huh. yes. T-shirts, plushies, stickers. Yeah, like I don't pick think pickaxes, PUBG will ever get anywhere you close buy, to Minecraft. I, yeah, I think like the toy market for Minecraft is what makes that brand so valuable and PUBG clearly is not going to come close to how much Minecraft makes in merchandise. But um I think from a software only perspective, it's possible that PUBG is making some some really impressive money.
2: Oh yeah. I think they could make more though. I feel like they kind of fucked it up a little bit. In, in the terms beginning? of like yeah, yeah, they could have yeah. they could have done a better job with microtransactions.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, the game was still technically in early access, right? So not surprising that they didn't have all their ducks in a row. But I just – I don't know how much longer this is going to last. I feel like they're they're going to have – they're going to plateau at some point, right? People are going to get tired of playing the game unless they can keep iterating. But even if they keep iterating, I don't know.
3: I don't know if people get tired of this. I think every time you play it's sort of a new experience, the new people you come across and every time they implement new bug fixes or new like mechanics to the game, everyone's panties get all tight twisted and bundled and they're like, "Oh my god, I I have a friend who's super duper duper into PUBG." And so I watched him play um and he plays I think like 5 or 6 hours a day. I'm not joking. And wow. Yeah, and I was like, He's "Damn, like, like, lead, like and I right?" Asked him that, I was like, does this get stale at all? And he's like, no, because it's the, cause it gives you it gives him adrenaline. And obviously, if you're an adrenaline junkie and you like that feeling, you seek out that feeling. And that's what he was doing. And that's what he does. He plays every day. and He's sitting like, I found one of those infamous bathtubs that someone camped in and ultimately wanted. And he was like sitting in a bathroom, just like literally like trembling. He's like, oh, and it was great. He's probably a little over the top, but he gets that fix, that rush from playing the game. And I think that's maybe what a lot of people get. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's an extreme He'd- example.
0: No, you're definitely not wrong. I mean, like, there's, there's a reason why it's so popular on, on Twitch and YouTube gaming, right? Like, like, it's, a lot of people are streaming and a lot of people are watching other people stream it because it's fun to watch. It's exciting. It's, you know, a lot of it's boring, but then when it's exciting, it's really exciting. (laughs) Um, yes. But, but yeah, it's, um, I just, I just think it's, I just don't think it, there's any way that EA would sell. To Microsoft, Um, I don't think that that's something that's even in the realm of possibility, Um, and I don't think uh, Valve most. Valve is also
2: really weird because, like, if if to, I I assume the whole base of these rumors is the fact that Microsoft needs more exclusives, right? So, like, if you buy EA, oh hey, now FIFA is an exclusive. Sorry, everybody who owns a PlayStation in Europe, you're going to need to buy an Xbox in order to play FIFA, right? Like, that's the idea. Crazy, but that's the idea. But with Valve, I'm like, Valve really owns a store at this point. They are a storefront. Now, they make fuck tons of money. But if you were, if the whole point was to, like, get exclusive titles, you got what, like, Dota? Dota? Counter Strike, Half, <laughs> like, three? half Life Three, Stimer. Half Life Three, Steimer. Oh come three. on, that game is so dead. But like, I, I would rather sure like a a Portal you know Three that, but... than a Half Life Three, quite frankly. But even even like I haven't we haven't even heard anything about Lo- a Left for Dead anytime or like no more portals. Like they, wait, what are they? Portal. They're just.
0: I yeah, know, I really liked Portal. It was great. One of my all-time favorite
2: games.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so yeah, Valve doesn't make a lot of sense either. Not only that, I think Gabe Newell will just tell him to fuck off. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Yeah,
0: pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. Um, I'm trying to remember, does Tencent own PUBG Core? I
2: feel like they might. I wanted to say that, but I couldn't remember for sure, so I didn't say anything.
3: Good for you, Samer.
2: Damage control. Um, No, so Tencent won the rights to officially
0: release PUBG in China.
1: Oh, okay. So clearly,
0: they're working together, but it just says that Tencent has the exclusive rights to operate PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds in China, which is, I mean, obviously, like, that's a smart partnership because Tencent has such a giant hold there, and their infrastructure is so built out that they can really help accelerate the growth. And I mean, and if that's just another giant win for Tencent, the company that just can't stop making money. Oh, man. <laughs> They own a stake in a lot of video game companies that people don't even realize, yep. um, which is crazy. Yes, they do. We'll it's keep rough. an eye on this rumor. Um, who knows? Maybe maybe it's not. Maybe PUBG Core is going to sell to Microsoft for $2 billion like Minecraft. Who
2: knows? It would be hilarious if it, if it was like tomorrow. Microsoft buys EA Valve and PUBG Core. And also, also- has gone bankrupt. Yep. Because, like,
0: yep. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, exactly. Um, All right, ladies and gentlemen, that'll do it for our first segment of the show. We are going to take a short break. When we come back, we will be talking about pirating and hunting things. And Stimer has been playing some MOBAs. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Stick with us. We'll be right back. everybody. This is the What's Good Games Podcast, and this is the segment of the show where we talk to you about what we've been playing, some of our hands-on impressions, thoughts, concerns about video games. So the three of us had the opportunity to jump into the Sea of Thieves closed beta that happened earlier this week and last weekend, and I went into it with some pretty good, pretty high expectations, looking to have a fun time. And overall, I wasn't disappointed. I really enjoyed my time, for the most part, um, with the beta. In the first couple of days, obviously, you guys probably saw on Twitter and Facebook and and, in other gaming news outlets, they had some issues, um, as betas tend to have. Uh, I think these were a little bit more um prevalent than your average beta uh matchmaking. They turned the servers down. The uh, currency trouble- wasn't working. Yeah, the yeah. in game currency was 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 borked. Um they had people on they had trouble onboarding people who had pre-ordered the game. So they did finally get everything together a couple of days in, but um uh, the first couple of days were a little rough. But uh Brittany, you yeah. and I got a chance to say all the high seas together. What did you think of Sea of Thieves?
3: Did we talk about this on the last show? Yes. We can talk about it again, though. That's fine. Uh, did you guys not play again since I, the last show? I came, I was together. Gonna, we were going to play Friday night after I did an escape room, which was so much fun. Uh, but the servers were down. So then I mm. think that's when Steimer tried to do Monster Hunter, and then we'll talk about that whole snafu. Oh, uh, okay. Well,
0: then we should talk about Steimer and I playing together.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We played a few yeah. times this weekend.
0: Yeah. So, Steimer, um, Stimer, um And I played along with another friend of ours who works in video games. And um, I had some trouble corralling them because they both wanted to just drink gog and throw up all over the place.
2: Who doesn't want to do that, though? I only (laughs) threw up once and I didn't throw up on anybody because I'm a polite drunk. But there was like the rando guy who was to join who got super wasted. You thought that was me. And I was like, no, no, that's not me. And he's just barfing all over the ship. He barfed on me. And it was gross, because your screen just gets covered in barf. He, like, went around projectile vomiting on people. I was not okay with this. I know, wanted to kick him off the boat, but I we, we didn't. We could hear, have voted to lock him in the brig. Oh, we should have done I that. I heard you can
3: vomit into a bucket and use it as a weapon. That's gross. That is really gross. <laughs> kind of funny.
0: Who thinks of these <laughs> things rare? Oh, my gosh. Um. So... Overall, um, I, I had a lot of fun. Um, I did get the opportunity to try all three types of boats over the course of the beta. So the four-person boat, the two-person boat, which Steimer and I did together, and then I did go out solo um, for a couple of voyages just to see what it was like. Um, all times, I had fun navigating. The water tech looks gorgeous, which we talked about. Um, the voyages you know, are a little samey. Um, we'll have to wait and see. You know what it's going to be like. As Britt and I discussed on last week's show, people are jerks, and that th- uh, thread was the same throughout the beta. Whenever I ran into anybody, my favorite part about Sea of Thieves is not running into anybody else in Sea of Thieves. And yep. I know that that's one hundred percent counterintuitive to what they were going for. But literally every encounter I had, one hundred percent of encounters they immediately murdered me or sunk my ship. And to me, that takes all of the fun right out of the game. And I, we, we had some Twitter conversations um, with the dev team. I was openly tweeting with one of their community managers, asking them, um, will there be a PVE section of the game? And as of right now, no, they have no plans for a PVE section. They don't even have plans for a safe zone. Cause we, Britt and I talked on the show last week about how we were turning in something and then we got shot. Um, they're like, uh, she had said, wrote back that, Oh, keeps we, the tension high yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that's your response. It keeps the tension high. So you're like, going to, you nobody wants
2: that kind of tension when they're no. playing games.
3: Yeah, and okay, so this is what happened. Friday, the servers were down, and they went back up, and I think you two were sailing, and so Jason and I did a two-person ship, and we were going throughout, and we found an island, and we were out exploring the island, and we gathered, like, a whole bunch of treasure by this point. We're maybe, like, an hour into this, and as we were on the island, we heard, like, the sounds of gunfire and cannons and whatever, and we looked, and our ship was, like, half sink. So someone had approached our ship while we were on the island, sank it, and everyone's like, you got to put someone in the crow's nest to watch
2: out for that. But it's like, no, we both want to explore the island. So Yeah, like the person who's sitting there has a really boring job. Like, that's a boring experience to sit up there and keep watch.
3: I mean, or maybe that's maybe if you get really into the game, that's exciting for you to like look at me for me and not my thing. Uh, So we came out to the ship and we looked and there was some dude swimming away with our treasure in his hand or in his arms toward his ship, his four person ship. And so we, uh, hopped in the water and we hacked him to death with our cutlass and we killed him. Cause you, you move slower when you're holding the treasure. But I think I angry, uh, messaged you ladies on Facebook when that happened. I was like, you did. God dang it. I was, having such a good chill time. And then, then that happened and I lost all the progress and it just sucked.
2: Anyway, yeah, I had a weird thing happen. I think this was a bug. Um, Or it was just a confusing moment. I didn't quite understand it. So I was in a port town. And this is when we were all like, Andrea and I were having trouble matchmaking or like getting into a party. So there was just confusion all around in general, right? So somebody walks up to me, kills me because I'm like, what's happening? Where am I? (laughs) And I was like, great. I'm on the stupid ghost ship. Fine. I get off the ghost ship and I'm on a ship. But I look around and the people who are on the ship with me are red names and they immediately killed me again. So I was like, "What the frickety frack? Like, what was the point of that? Why did you spawn me in a place where I can immediately die again?" Yeah, I think it was just—I think it was a glitch, but it was really weird. And then I eventually dropped out of that game because we figured out how to party together. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I did have a good time mm-hmm. when Andrea and I were just like sailing around. I actually think I preferred like the two-person ship with you. It was just—it was kind of chill. We we're just hanging out on the ocean, getting drunk. Getting, we didn't get drunk because, like, you can't get drunk when there's just two of you. Um, you've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> but,
0: yeah, I mean, the two-person ship and the one-person ship are the same size. So I would I would feel confident running the ship solo if you wanted to get drunk next time. Summer. I will DD <laughs> for you,
2: Stimer. What's funny is, like, she had me try and drive once. That uh, was the big ship, I think. Maybe It was the small one. I don't remember, but I stared us straight into a rock. I was like, I was like, oh no, oh crap! I didn't turn enough, or like, some. It was just like one of those things where there was nothing we could do. I'm like, I can't fix this. I don't know what's going on. We're gonna crash. Sorry. I mean,
3: and I want to give props to Rare because the people who do enjoy PvP are having an absolute blast with this game. Like they love the 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 adrenaline of knowing you could be hunted down at any moment. There's some funny stories. I've seen I saw a video about how one guy took an explosive barrel, jumped on someone's ship, put it underneath where their treasure chests were, stood back, blew it up, killed all of the enemies and then was able to like take the ship or sink it or do whatever he wanted to do with it. Um and just like funny stories like that. So like I think Rare has really accomplished something well with like that goal. But I think we are a prime example of people who want to play this game to explore it, to take in like this cute, beautiful, charming world. It's relaxing, it's cathartic, it's all of these great things and I think for all of us, that pleasure gets taken away the minute we're killed and we lose progress or you find someone who wants to just kill you for the sake of it. And if there's no PvE or no safe zones, I'm afraid they're alienating a lot of players that really would be super into this game. I think it's just a matter of when, not if, that they implement something like that.
2: Yeah, they have to at the very, very least need those outposts to be safe zones because how irritating it is that if you've done all this stuff, yeah. you've gotten it all the way back there, and people would just camp there. Like That's what's going to happen if they release this game. People will just camp at outposts and murder people coming in.
3: Take their treasure, um, turn and it in. And take their treasure
2: and turn it in. Like, And that's going to be a crappy experience for everyone. Well, the, and yeah. what people have said in defense of that is
3: that there are supposedly so many more outposts than there are, sh- than there are ships per... Uh, session. Now, I don't know if that's true or not because I don't know. I just don't know. Um, sure. But I feel like the, the fact that it's happened to all of us a few times, maybe there, maybe there's not as many outposts as people are saying there are. Because if there were so many outposts, more than players, I feel like the odds of running into these people so many times is so slim. But it's happened to me multiple times and a few
2: times I've played. So, there's that too. Not only really that, if I'm like looking at a pretty dress to buy, I don't want a knife in the back. <laughs> that's true. I want to go shopping. Let me shop. Yeah, they you definitely shouldn't be able to be killed while you're
0: looking at merchandise or while you're interacting with a vendor. That seems like so cheap that if you're inside of menus with a vendor that somebody can like shoot you or stab you like that's 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 just low, you know, like I get that they're going for a pirate theme. But like the idea that, you know, you can swim with a chest and you can play an accordion underwater you know, and to like, eat a banana without peeling it. Exactly as as uh, Steimer said, we're still going to lobby for the pickles. Um, yeah, like, pickles. We're not having a. Re- it's not a one hundred percent realistic pirate game. So, um looking forward to seeing
2: more. Had some and fun. I um, really want to like customize a pirate that's not ugly. I got stuck with an got ugly. the glass eye oh, pirate yeah, every tar. time.
3: I was playing with Andrea, and like two minutes into this, she's like, "Brit, I have to tell you, you're a very ugly pirate." I was like thank you. She girl.
2: told it to me too. Yeah. <laughs> Andreas, anti
3: pirate you pirate judger. It's oh. not our fault we have peg legs and eye patches and beards that are patchy. Learn to love there's us. There's nothing
0: there's nothing wrong with that. You just like the the one that you were, Brett. like your face was just so blocky looking. I was just like, what happened? There's just like no curvature to your face at all.
3: I've seen some shit on the high seas. <laughs> <laughs> parrots eat <eating> my face
0: <laughs> oh my gosh Sharks. so um so that was fun and um shout out to um jeff who played uh with me um one of our patrons who got a, a giveaway code uh for the beta uh we had some fun on our voyage
2: yeah i played with them
0: too yeah it was good times so um another game that we attempted to play together that ended up playing separately was Monster Hunter World. So Stimer unfortunately has not yet gotten a chance to play because um, nor will I ever. Uh, Capcom very graciously provided us with codes for the game um, to play the game on Xbox One. Thank you, Capcom. And um, Britt and I got ours installed, no problems. We made our fancy little characters. Stimer got hers installed, played her character, got to the first cutscene, and then what happened?
2: <laughs> she takes a deep breath. <laughs> Nothing good happened. So I noticed first, like, oh, people have mentioned the lip syncing's off, but this is, like, really off. Like, And then I realized the screen was freezing, but the audio was still playing. So, like, the audio was p- surpassing the visuals. Um, so it's like a ship is wrecking, but she's just in the bar. <laughs> You're like, all right. Uh, and then eventually it would just crash the Xbox completely. Um, and I was like, well, that's not great. Um Maybe it was just a weird thing. Try it again, right? Hard boot. Xbox come back to life. Fire the game up again. Same thing happens. The audio, the, basically the cutscene just doesn't play properly and there's no way to skip those cutscenes. So you can't really do anything about it. Um, and then again, crash the Xbox. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to delete this thing and reinstall it. Maybe something messed up when it was installing. I don't know, right? Delete it completely. Reinstall the game. And then I even went and I was like, okay, I'm going to make a different character because maybe that character file is corrupted. I'll use the basic preset characters. I will not customize this character whatsoever so that maybe the game will have an easier time rendering this cutscene. These are all the things I'm thinking that might be problems. And then um, one of the times, I can't remember which one. It may have been that one. I got farther along. like I made it through the first part of the cutscene where you are dumped on this... Lava rock and On you're the back of a monster. Like, oh, is it a monster? A monster. Okay. I've, I'd never made it to the part where it's a monster because it crashed again. Um, so all I, I like ran forward 12 steps and then another cutscene initiated, which crashed my Xbox. Um, so I was, you know, pretty frustrated and just was like, I don't. I don't know why this is happening, and clearly the universe doesn't want me to play this game. So, yes, thank you for giving me a code for this. I would have been really mad if I paid for it. But, like, <laughs> I don't I don't know why this is happening. No one else on the internet seems to be having this problem. It is just a Yeah, I a problem tweeted about it, and we found one other
0: person who said that it happened to them. But it sounds like some kind of really weird
2: error. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is. And I was like, oh, look at this cute girl I made. Look at this cute cat I made. I was, you know, I was excited to get into it. And then and you spent a lot it of was time just,
3: nope. on your character creation. So I can only imagine how much time you lost during that. And I
2: apologize. It's okay. It's your okay. Culprit. I was just like, I wanted to play with you guys. But <laughs> yeah, we never said no. Good news.
0: We can try to get you a copy for PS4 and you can play over there because it's not broken on PS4. Um, hey. So, I have played through up to the Puke Puke fight um, on both consoles. And surprisingly, I guess not surprisingly, but it looks better visually on PS4 Pro than it does on Xbox One X hmm. for my two comparisons. Um I was, um I picked to prioritize resolution. No, I picked to prioritize graphics on Xbox One X. And I picked to prioritize frame rate on PS4 Pro. PS4 Pro still looked better. Wow. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's because of the HDR that the PS4 Pro does versus the HDR on the Xbox One X, but really, really looked awesome. Um, I felt, I thought the control scheme with the DualShock 4 and the way that they have the, um, the controller laid out at least as the default, I know you can probably go in and like tailor some stuff, but like the default on PlayStation was easier than it was on Xbox. Um, and apparently there's been some matchmaking issues on Xbox, which is unfortunate. Um, but Britt, uh, you haven't had any problems playing it on Xbox, have
3: you? No, I haven't had any problems. The only issue I've had is trying to remember the Xbox controller versus the, uh, Switch Pro controller buttons. That's been screwing me up, but that's not a problem with the game at all. <laughs> Oh, it's so bad. I, I feel so old. I'm like, what's B? Where's B again? Uh, no, so the matchmaking issues are fixed now, which is good, but it's good. really, it's still really clunky. It's not real. It's not easy to The nabby. matchmaking is clunky. Yeah. It's, it's not as easy as just inviting a game to your friend.
2: <laughs> inviting a game to your friend.
3: Invite it's okay. Friend I do it all game. the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, cause then, so, First of all, like story missions you can't do with other people unless both of you have completed the cutscenes and the dialogue and then as soon as like the battle begins essentially, you can back out of the game and then join up again and then do the fight. So I mean back out of that mission specifically and then you guys can do it together. Uh and you don't see your your partner in the main town area. I think it's what's it called? Estera, or am I making that up? It's yeah, Estera's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um you don't see your partner in there at all and Wait, it's, really? I haven't seen, no. Like, when Jason and I have played the few times we have, like, I don't see him running around at all. We only see I each other. I also
0: haven't seen anybody running around in the hub at all.
3: And I don't know. It might be designed to be that way. The only place we see each other is, I think it's called the Gathering Hub, and that's where, like, you can join up and do some of the things. But, like, the blacksmith isn't accessible there, Um and it's just kind of frustrating because it took us forever to figure out how to like even play in each other's game and then we found out if it's a story mission, you can't join each other's game until you do the cutscenes and the dialogue like I said, but you can do the optional stuff together and even then, even if you're already in a party, you have to set how many players you want to be able to join your team and you can pass rep- Anyway. It's fine. I'm used to it. It could just be a lot more streamlined.
2: Sure. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. gameplay-wise, <laughs> are you having fun with it? Are you having funny... funny? Fun... Murdering the monsters.
3: I mean, yeah. So I, I maybe had like a few.
2: Ooh, that was not a.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. Because there's so much to this game that I feel mm. like even though I maybe spent eight to ten hours with it, if that, like I'm barely scratching the surface. I'm still learning. Like that now, I have to, you know, because they throw so much at you. It's it's near impossible to try to learn it all within the first few mat, first few story missions. So now I'm starting – now that I kind of have the basic mechanics down, it's like, okay, now I need to work on crafting. And I need to learn how to craft traps and how to use them. And then all the while, you're trying to gather materials to upgrade your your weapons and your armor. And then there's bounties and optional quests. And it's just a lot. And Sure,
2: but like how does it feel to stab something?
3: Again, it's – I'm using – What do you the, mean? I'm it used, changes? No, no, no. Well, it depends on what weapon you're using. I think Andrea and me oh, sure. maybe have talked about this. I'm using the dual blades because they're quick and twitchy. Um, but I tried one of the big old sword axe things, and it's like, like a double handed. Yeah, 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 and it takes forever. Um, I
0: mean, they're plays- not good, Steimer, is what she's trying what? to say, but she's trying they're to be nice good. about it. So here, here's the thing. Um, it's very Monster Hunter in a variety of ways. As Britt was mentioning, there's a bazillion different menu systems. Um, I tweeted um, Austin Walker's Monster Hunter World review over on Waypoint because I thought he did a really good job of articulating my thoughts on the game. Um, he lists off some of these systems. Um, he calls it Monster Hunter's signature complexity. Statistics, items, equipment, cooking, weapon movesets, assignments, upgrades, expeditions, trade missions, horticulture, bounties, crafting, Charms, ranks, elemental weaknesses, NPC partner affinity, map zones, and somehow more still. Those are just... Some of the systems in the game. And so this is, that's very traditional monster hunter, right? That it's like, Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. busy as fuck. There's just a lot going on. Um, the tutorial system this time around is pretty robust. So Capcom did a great job really trying to onboard people like me who have played like a a little bit of monster hunter on three DS, like one time. Um, and then I was quickly like, this game's not for me. Goodbye. Um, and i and i laughed but everyone's been raving about this so i really wanted to try to give it a shot um when i played the first couple of um missions on ps4 i um i started with a sword quickly was like oh nay nay this will not work <laughs> a double-headed sword or a single-headed yeah. sword yeah yeah the the, sw- the swinging animation is just so slow and unforgiving to the point where like if you're not really planning your moves um, you're just gonna get whomped by the monster. Uh, you, I mean, it's 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 very Dark Souls in that sense that it like you kind of have to like, you know, like study like the timing and figure out their weaknesses and really kind of plan out the fights. And so, like Brit, I went to the double blades, but now I'm using a hunting rifle. So there's a gun. There's guns in the game. Uh, Ooh, well, pew pew, guns esque. So um. I've been having some fun with it. It the problem is is that it's not as effective as the blade, a lot of the blade weapons are at least now at this the level of the game that I am at I obviously need to um, upgrade and you know improve things and things like that but I crafted it. I have a hunter a hunter's rifle. Um and it's it's fun. It's it, I like ranged weapons, especially with these big monsters, because a lot of the times when you're up close, you're incredibly vulnerable to them, like swinging their tails at you and them rolling over on you and all kinds of attacks. You have to be very good at dodge rolling, um, really getting used to swapping between the fixed camera and the non fixed camera has kind of helped me in some of the fight scenes, really utilizing that to my advantage um but the biggest problem i have is just like the constant in um in fight item rotation that has to happen because if you think about other rpgs where you're in these kind of really intense fights a lot of them will let you pause the menu to swap out items like even let's use a recent example like zelda like where you're in combat and you need to like eat some food or you know swap, plop out your weapon or whatever, the game pauses, right? Monster Hunter doesn't pause. So <laughs> when you're in the fight with the monster, like, you better, like, run away to, like, drink your, you know, antidote or whatever, and then run back. It's, it takes a lot of practice to, to get good. And so in that, in that sense, it's very alienating to new people who aren't prepared for just how intense all of the different systems interacting together are um i agree yeah so it's 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 challenging that said i'm still you know looking forward to spending a little bit more time in the game i just did the pookie pookie fight solo and was like this i i failed it the first two times that i did it which sucks when you put like 45 minutes into a fight and then you faint the (gasps) third time and you're like no
1: um
0: that sounds bad um but i mean like I think people who are fans of this franchise would say, "Well, that's just, you know, get mm-hmm. good." Um, sure. Some highlights for me, the graphics look look great. Um, I think the lip sync is hysterically bad. Um, and it was interesting I was talking about it with someone we were trying to figure out if the lip sync, if the lip sync is animated to Japanese and the English mm-hmm. dub is the reason why it's making it look so bad, and I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> Um, so maybe somebody can write into us at contact at com and let us know if that is indeed the case. If that's not the case, then I don't know how Monster Hunter gets away with it when Mass Effect Andromeda got raked over the coals for it. Um, and some other games have gotten raked over the because co- the
2: lip sync is well, really, really, atrocious. it's really bad, but that's also not, I mean, well, I shouldn't speak to this because I'm not a Monster Hunter person, but I would imagine that like the story is not quite as important as like all of this is no expensive.
0: true I mean and there are so, there are even some people out there who are monster hunter fans that are like I don't want any story in my game like the whole point for me is. that's just why to I wanted to skip monsters. this
2: freaking cutscene that wouldn't <laughs> that wouldn't work to begin with I was like why can I not skip this I feel like skipping this would fix this game yeah I I'm having I'm
3: having a good time with it it's it's fun I just know there's so much more to this game that I've yet to discover that I'm only hesitant because I'm still trying to digest everything and how I feel about it when I'm playing the game in the moment it's fun and it's a challenge, um, which, you know, is more fun, in my opinion, when you're playing with other people. If I was playing by myself, I don't know if this game would be my cup of tea because, you know, like you said, Simon, like I don't know how important the story is. There is a story to this game and I am like unraveling that slowly, but it's not like engaging it enough. Obviously, like you're saying, some, one of you were saying like people play Monster Hunter probably for the gameplay and those mechanics, not necessarily right. for the story. Um, I do yeah. appreciate, like Andrea said, how they do hold your hand better at the tutorial system. Like, now I actually have a clue of what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Uh, I'm just excited to play more of it because I think it can turn into something. Like, instead of something that I spend, like, five to six hours a night, like my friend who plays PUBG, I think it's more of, like, the game I'll just pick up when I have maybe, like, an hour to do a match and then put it down and then work on something else. It seems more of, like, a pick-up-and-play kind of game to me at this point. But we'll see if that changes.
0: I I don't know how... I could just do it so quickly. The problem with that is like the the systems are just so complicated. This is the oh, you'd problem I run you get confused if
2: you hopped in and out?
0: Yeah, I, the the problem I have like with games like Fortnite is like I call it menus the game because you're just in <laughs> menus for so much. Um but like I feel like Monster Hunter kind of suffers from that as well that there's just so much going on between crafting and upgrading and and um Collecting and, you know, researching and all of the things that I listed off, you know, um, earlier is that learning all of those just takes time. I think what they could have done better is they could have slowly rolled out some of these systems instead of just dumping all of them on you at once instead of being like, all right, here's all of your tricks. Now go forth and learn them. Um, it, it kind of is overwhelming in, in that sense. Um, I also like, The gameplay of it aside, because it has, despite the fact that I'm, like, reserved about it, I still am having fun with it. The biggest problem I have with Monster Hunter, and the reason why I don't know how long I'm going to be able to stick with it, is it feels to me that it's just truly, like, a big game hunting game. The whole point is to be a hunter looking for your exotic trophies to like put like the rhinoceros head up on the wall it and i can't escape that yet and i've i've run into that with every single monster fight so far i know that they've animated some of these monsters to look gruesome and that they attack you but every fight that i've had with every single monster so far i've initiated the monster's just in the forest minding its own business and then i go up and i'm like okay i'm gonna slaughter you now
2: and yeah, then it yeah hello so, welcome
0: to shadow of the colossus yeah and it gets so and it gets so sad at the end you know like they try to escape and then you keep tracking them and then they start limping and then they just lay, lay there and you're like you're like slicing into them as they're like slowly dying and like i have to say like i was not anticipating getting really upset by that but i'm really fucking bothered by it wow and i don't know why
3: just wait till you're charged by a Baris, then your, your mind will change completely. Well, I mean, it's kinda,
0: like, the, the Puke Puke spit a lot of poison at me over the <laughs> three times that I fought the thing. You I know, think, like, they, they have certainly attacked me, but like, I, I don't know, I just, part of me just feel like, there's something like fundamentally like, off about it for me.
3: Yeah, it kinda of reminds me of like, World of Warcraft when you first start the game and you have to kill all the, the pigs or the, what are they called? Sam or what are they? Do you know what I'm talking about in the beginning areas? They're not pigs. They're like the boars. The boars. You have to kill the oh, boars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're just minding their own business. And I think that's kind of what you're experiencing. Like they don't have these monsters aggressively chasing after you and tracking you because you are so early into this. But the the monsters that I've come across lately have just been pure assholes. I'm just minding my own business, and they pop out of the fucking water and the rocks like Godzilla. They're like, ah, "I'm going to eat you," and then they do. Um, do you think it would make you feel better, Andrea, if there was some context as to why you have to hunt the monsters? Like if the monsters are dicks, like killing everything.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, listen, if the, monster, if the monsters were dicks, if the monsters had it coming, um, if they were like out murdering babies and like destroying towns and things like that, it, like kind of like in the Witcher, how like you fight a bunch of beasts in the Witcher. And there's like a context for why you have to go hunt down like the Griffin or whatever. Right. Like that to me would make it a little bit easier to swallow and right now like the only reason so far that i've come across that i'm fighting these monsters is oh well we have to set up a base camp over here and in order to do that we have to clear the monster out but i'm like but but that's the monster's house and we are invading it so like i mean the monster was there Welcome first to humanity like right? colonialism at its finest truly um, and so like, so far the justification has just been like, well, we're setting up shop now. So the monster's got to kick rocks. <laughs>
2: so, but we're not rocks, just gonna I mean like, we're going to like We're
0: just going to kill it. <laughs> you know? So like I, I'm having trouble with it and I know that it's like, it's fantasy violence and it's a video game and it's like, you know, suspension of disbelief, but I can't shake The feeling, and it always happens at the part of the fight where the monster starts limping, trying to get away, and I'm just like,
2: but no! Oh, I feel like such an asshole! You can't capture it! That's how I, that's how I felt in Shadow of the Colossus, the entire game. Like, you're just stabbing them, they're like, why? (laughs) you are like, I don't know, because I'm an idiot, that's why! (laughs) I'd be really curious to know if
3: anyone else is feeling that same way. I mean, I'm sure they are. That's uh very interesting to me. Like that had never crossed my
2: mind. So it's Brittany's like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's called
0: monster hunter, right? I mean, like the whole idea is that you're hunting monsters. Like I get that, but and until something about it has um You just has- wanted them to be a little more aggro
2: or like have more of a reason for
0: yeah what you're doing i wanted them to feel like a little bit more aggressive so that my actions were justified and i didn't feel like i was like walking into their nest and just murdering them because hey i'm in your nest now get out it's mine now um and that's it's just what it's felt like i will say though that the one like shining light redeeming quality of this game is the palico's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're so cute i made mine look like my cats and i named him maverick and it's kind of tough for me when he's in battle and i'm like oh no don't don't hurt yourself they can't die right like the palicos can't die please tell me they can't i think, die. I think, they, can, uh, I think
3: they can i think they can like faint but so they come back yeah they don't die no, I think they no, just no. yeah they might pass out yeah i think you're fine i also yeah. named my cat after my parents cat and it's very uh i shouldn't have done that Jason yeah. named Jason turned his like bright neon green and named him like Booger or something like that. So he has no <laughs> emotional attachment to his cat. That's, that's the that's, way to do it.
2: Oh, that's really funny. That's the way to do
0: it. No emotional. I like the cat that
2: I made, but I'll never can't get play to play with, him. with.
0: I'll never get to play with. him. Oh no. wah <laughs> um, wat? Britt, do you have any other um, thoughts so far about your time with uh, Monster Hunter?
3: No, just everything I've said. I'm excited to spend more time with it and kind of learn the mechanics, but I think it's the kind of game that I'm not going to spend like my entire Saturday playing. I think it's something I'll play for an hour or two, like digest it slowly. And maybe once I get everything, I'll, I'll, uh, spend more time doing it. But right now it's a brain melt. Honestly, <laughs> it melts my brain yeah. a little bit.
0: I think it's going to be one of those RPGs where you're, you, by the, you, by the time you hit like hour 20, then you'll be like, okay. Yeah. I got it. I feel good about it. I'm confident about it. Even though I have heard in some of the reviews that I've been reading that when you get through to like hour 30 to like when you're nearing the end of the low rank content, that like it gets pretty repetitive until you decide to make the investment of time and learning how to do the high rank content. So I'm kind of like, hmm, I hope that's mm. not the case. But I guess it's we'll maybe see. a little early to tell. Yeah. See. But we shall see indeed. Um oh, we're talking like this now. <laughs> Stimer's so excited to do voices. I know, she's um, so good. So you have been playing League of Legends, a multiplayer online battle arena.
3: Yeah, girl. Uh, yeah. Every time I, I see have. you online, I'm like, what's Stimer doing? She's playing League of
2: Legends. No, not usually, but I started playing again recently. So I play I played a decent amount two years ago, I think-ish, like, something like that, and I would play with the people I worked with at PlayStation at the time. Um, and that's who I played with again. Uh, I don't know. So from the, Sometime during the past week, cause I've already forgotten. Uh, and, <laughs> Somebody. I played with someone. <laughs> but it was... No, I, I mean, I played with my friends, Paul and Richard, and like, I used to work with them, and they... It was nice to have that game again, because it was sort of just more of like a social hangout, sort of what you've talked about with Paragon, what Paragon was for you, Andrea. It's a, it's a fun game, yes, but, like, it's more about just having a thing to do while you're virtually hanging out with your friends. Um, so I fired it back up. I usually go bot lane, um, and I'm support because I'm too scared to do anything else. And I busted out my DJ Sona again because I have that skin. because Paul. So Paul works at Riot, so, like, he gifts me some skins, which is really nice. Thanks, Paul. And uh, so I did, I had DJ Sona and then I tried out Lux for the first time as also I played her as support. She can also play a few different roles. And I got the Star Guardian skin for her. So she's like a Sailor Moon knockoff and it's a it's the best. And like when whenever she's boosted moving, she like flies through the air. It's really cool. Uh, I think Riot has really awesome art. So they, they always do a really nice job when they're their skins
3: so but yeah like do you think you'll play more of it are you like on a on a kick right now
2: i mean i think i'm gonna definitely try and log on and play more with them we so we just played a few games against bots because i was like i don't remember <laughs> anything i need to like reacquaint myself and then we played just a random matchmaking game uh and got our asses <laughs> kicked <laughs> real people like, are not the same right oof. it was well i mean we did okay on the bottom lane but what was happening was our jungler was kind of messing up and feeding the other so feeding the other team means like um you're, you're just dying to them a lot which means <laughs> that they get really boosted and you're not at the same level so you just continue to get steamrolled uh we have we just forfeited that game because there was no point we were I was like, this is a giant waste of time. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Keep going, I guess. Just beat your head against that wall. One day it will all be okay. <laughs> um, But it was nice getting back into it because I stopped playing after what I call, and I, I still don't think I'll ever have a match that will live up to this match because it was just so good. And I may as well tell the story now. Do so, it. <laughs> so I was, I believe, yeah, I was playing Sona, DJ Sona, and it was me, Richard. I don't think Paul was there. Our other friend, Alex. And I don't want to say Alex's roommate. And then like we had one random person on and random person was okay. But towards the end of the story, I made him mad. Oh, <laughs> so we're playing things are going okay. Not great. Like we're kind of behind. They've like taken a little bit of our towers, but we've also taken some of theirs. It's so semi-even, except they're kind of, like, just pushing it a, a little bit. And as I'm playing, so this is back when I lived in San Francisco, and what would happen sometimes when I lived there, because we had so much shit plugged into our walls, we would just have a power surge occasionally, and everything would turn off, and you would need to oh, go well. reset the the uh, circuit board. Oh, no. So that happened. So I'm mid-match. We're doing this. <laughs> Power is gone. I start screaming. Not like bloody murder, but I'm like, fuck! And I'm like, I need a computer now! And like, I just run to the other room. Because like, it was just in our bedroom that the power had gone out. The other rooms were still fine. So I run to the office. Was, like the third bedroom, spare bedroom. And I'm like, computer now! I'm like pushing people out of the way and like downloading League as fast as I can on this computer. I log on to League Just as I see the, so you can vote. So you have to vote in order to give up the match. So it's on the vote to give up the match. And I am the deciding vote to not give up. I come back, I'm like, no, I'm back. We're doing this. (laughs) So, and it's, and people are like, what's going on? And then they realized that I was back. And I was like, hey, I'm so sorry. The power went out. I'm okay. So we start rolling back in. They've done it. They've done a really good job, like keeping it together (laughs) for, well, the, God, I don't know, 10 minutes I was out. And as we're going, our jungler, I think he was our jungler, or he was our mid, I don't remember. Anyways, um, he was doing a really good job, and we had killed almost everyone on, the, on that team. So what happens, you kill them, and you're out for 30 seconds. If you get killed again, it's out for longer. So he starts running, like, so he's got a quadra kill right now. He's going for his penta. Okay, I totally fuck him over, oh, girl. You're so I'm me playing because he's a he's a melee champion, and I'm Sona, and I just hit Q, which is like a little it's the dinkiest ranged attack of all time. But the guy has such little health that it's enough to finish him off. Oh, so like, you swiped his, qu- his 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 pentakill. Yes, because we didn't have time, Andrea. We didn't have time for him to chase this guy down. He was melee. It wasn't worth the time. It's precious oh, seconds. Oh, shit. I would have so more. pissed at you, he raged. he raged. He raged a little at me. But I, was, I just was like, dude, we they're all dead. We have to go now. Like So I'm like, Q, E, let's roll. Like, we got to, like. Uh, or maybe it wasn't, yeah, E, e is like the boost for Sona. Everybody has a movement boost. So we roll, and we manage to go through, take down their tower, take down their inhibitors, and, like, win the game. We should not have won that game. But it was just, like, a, a series of perfect events. And I stand by my decision to steal this pentakill. I do.
3: <laughs>
2: because, yeah, Samer, because you may have lost if you hadn't done that. Yeah. I
0: don't... Okay, I'm as somebody who plays a lot of MOBA, I would say that getting the pentakill is more important than the individual win. No,
2: it's not. <laughs> Nothing. What are you talking Tentacils about? kills are so hard to
0: get. Those timers. What if that
2: like They're hard to get, but
0: like it's meaningless in the long run? What if no, was like it's not one- you can you could have that one clip yeah. of you like beasting and getting a fucking pentakill?
1: That's what i think thinking. And what it costs
0: us the game?
2: Nope. You. I was like, nope. It's mine. Swipe. <laughs> I was just like, we don't have time for you to chase this mofo. He was just like running after him, and he wasn't. He wasn't as fast as the other guy. Like he was. I was like, no, 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 no. We don't know. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. Press Q. (laughs) Press Q. Win game. Let's go. (laughs) So
3: that's like your pinnacle league story, and you're like, yeah, because it was
2: such a high to like never have like to be sort of losing, to have the power go out, to come in say no, we're not giving up this game, and then to just roll through with that. It was really yeah, girl. Real good game. This is why we play
0: competitive video games, and this is why people love esports, right? Like, it's stuff like that that's on a big screen in a stadium, you're cheering on your team, big wins like that. It's it's super exciting. Oh, yeah. Um, I've only played up to, like, level seven in League, so, like, baby-ass baby mode, for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm level 20-something. Yeah, but... I was always hoping, I held out hope for a long time, and it's clear that it's not happening, that they would bring League to console. I'm like, why Why not? Why wouldn't you bring League to console? You have more money than you know what to do with. You clearly haven't released any other games. It's Riot Game. Not Riot Games. Um, So... (laughs) So, which is fine. That's cool. You know your lane, and you're staying in it. Which is that was great. Is, <laughs> they have three lanes, pun intended. Um, and I just was holding out hope that they would eventually bring it over. Um, why they haven't yet, I don't know. Like, there's such a giant market there um, for people like me who are just like doofuses on mouse and keyboard. Like, I just, I can't. But do it's it. not
2: hard well because they're like because like, you're not you, like, don't, the need movement's to talk- talking you don't need to and-
0: talk down to me steimer i know that it's no. not hard i know that i just I mean, got I didn't be like that i was
2: just more of like i because <laughs> i can totally understand hard. for things like <laughs> oh my god andrea why don't you like get good she like have you thought about
3: doofus it? and it was i haven't heard in, like 30 years by the way and i'm only 29 so that's impressive
2: but i was like it's not hard <laughs> I just meant of all of the PC games, there's not as many keybinds as, say, an MMO. Like, that's yeah. all I meant.
0: Yeah. I just, like, I can't do the thing where you, like, stretch your, like, pinky out to, like, hit the shift button and, like, hit the tab and then you got to reach up and hit the numbers. You know, really, like, the basics of playing on a keyboard. But I just, <laughs> remember really, am What was that, Brittany? It's a zombie finger. It's my zombie oh.
3: finger. You need another zombie finger, Andrea, that you can just, like, take I to do. your pinky. But so it like extends the reach
2: of your pinky.
0: Yeah. Anyway. I just, I'm not good at it.
2: But you don't, you just, may, you need like Q, E, W, and R. And like, and then a few of like your items and stuff will have buttons. Maybe you can teach me to Samer. I don't know how to do <gasps> these. Yeah.
3: There we go. We gotta okay. get some people
2: with some Smurf accounts to help us out.
3: School, summer. yeah, for real.
2: Be like, so we need somebody really good in mid and on top, and like we can handle the rest.
0: I don't know. I That's hate jungling. Is. We need to, go to find a jungler. Okay, fine.
2: We can find a jungler. I, I can somebody. handle.
0: I can do mid. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can do that jungling. Jungling like takes. Jungling like,
2: has like a... Takes skill. You need to learn a route and yeah, you to, like it's like know where You gotta
0: know like the where the camps are. You know you gotta gotta have like the knowledge
3: to jungle. Okay. I don't want to jungle then. Yeah, never mind. I was just trying to. You be can a part. you can
2: you can roll bot with me. I will give up my beloved support role.
3: Yeah, I'll roll bot with you, girl. <laughs>
2: and, and try to do ADC. <laughs> try to last hit with my friggin' jinx. Yeah.
0: I like um I like playing ADC. It's fun. You have to.
2: I like you have to get good at it though. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. That's the only thing. It's I like playing ADC too. Especially the one time I successfully did it with Jinx was really fun because then I was just shredding people by the end of the match. What's but, ADC? Oh, uh, it's called <coughs> as I choke oh on nothing. Uh, eighty carry. I don't remember what eight. ability AD, what damage. It, AD? Ability oh, damage carry. Oh, oh, okay. Um, basically like. Your baby ass baby mode at the beginning, but at the end you're a monster and you kill everyone.
0: Perfect. Oh excuse me, um attack damage. I didn't mean to say mm. ability, it's attack damage. Um but I mean you can technically have an ADC that is a caster, it's just rare. They're usually um they're usually carries that have like a physical damage attack. Um but it's yeah, we'll teach you Brit.
1: Yeah.
3: I'll It'll
0: jungle. be fun. It'll be fun. Um, but, um, we are getting into, um, the end of the segment, um, Brit, you have been playing Lost Sphere. I have. So So let's, let's talk about it.
3: Let's talk about it. So this is Tokyo JRPG Factory's second title. The first one was I Am Setsuna that came out, I think, December 2016-ish? Oh, I heard good things about that. Yeah, and what's really cool is that this studio is specifically made to make old-school JRPGs. So it has all of those elements from your favorite games as a child on the SNES, um, PlayStation, etc. You know, top-down view, all your parties walk in a straight line. There are random treasure chests hidden in homes and in random nooks and crannies. Turn-based battles, you have the NPCs that walk aimlessly that repeat the same lines of dialogue to you. Um, And... I really enjoyed I Am Setsuna. The story and the characters felt a little um they were pretty forget- like unforgettable. Unfor- that's what I'm looking for. I forgot about them very easily. Like for instance, I tried to jog my memory about them today and I looked at photos of all the characters from I Am, I Am Setsuna and I couldn't remember who any of them were. Um oh. so it and even though it was a very charming game, I felt like it, lo- it lacked some spark and some of that like life in it that made it like a classic of days of old. So, for this game, I was really hoping that, um, for Lost that they would improve on some of those things. And so far, it seems like they really have. It still has all of the things I mentioned um, before about the typical JRPG mechanics. But the characters this time seem a lot more interesting. They have a lot more banter between them, which was something I, I, the first game that I Am Setsuna lacked. So, this one, I'm already hooked on the story. I'm, like, maybe seven or eight hours in. And I'm excited to see like where the story goes next. Whereas with I Am Setsuna, it was more like, okay, I'm just playing this. It seems kind of like these are just mindless droids. So this seems like a vast improvement over I Am Setsuna. And if you are a fan of old JRPGs or if you never got to play any of those, I would say like definitely play this one. It's like a mishmash of your favorite games of back in the day.
2: Is it like Lunar Silver Star Harmony? Because that's my favorite. I know you
3: really like that, and you recommended that I play that a long time ago, and I never really did. Never got around to. it. Oh my it. god,
2: it's so good! I would say
3: it's more like akin to like Chrono Trigger, those kind of games. And I'm sure Lunar mm-hmm. Stars, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's really fun. It's it, the soundtrack is beautiful. It's classic. I mean, it doesn't have like obviously the depth of like Final Fantasy 15, for example. But then again, it's not really supposed to. It's its own specific, special little like thing.
2: But sorry, you said it's Final Fantasy 15, and then I just thought about how excited I got. I, I saw something thing, like a video on the chibi version. Oh, the pocket edition! Po- I posted pocket the trailer. Edition. Yeah, on the pocket I'm edition. Like, I want to play it. Oh yeah, I'm gonna play that. Like too. I think I'm gonna play that and like not play the real game. No,
3: I don't <laughs> see. I don't know how I feel about that because the story of Final Fantasy 15 is so. Go- I think it, it has its issues, like we have talked about a million times. It's so good. But I'm worried that a lot of that will be lost in this like super adorable version where like the story
2: final anyway. I understand yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, it's saying. got some heavy themes. Yeah. Do you want the first time you're introduced to those to be when the guy has a big head and a little body? Yeah. I don't know.
3: <laughs> but it's <laughs> true. Those character models are ridiculous. It's real they're really cute though.
2: They're so cute. Yeah. That's why I'm like, oh, I want to play this because also I kind of don't have time to play the big one.
3: Just wait until the Royal Edition comes out and then play it. You'll like it. Uh, but yeah, Lost Sphere, really cute. Shaping up. to The story's starting to pick up. I'm excited to play more of it. That's on Switch, yeah? It's on Switch. I'm playing on PS4 right now.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
3: It's my treadmill game.
2: Would it be a good Switch
3: game? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Assume, Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, it's not graphic-intensive or whatever. So it's not like one of those games. Like I tried playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2 portable, and it looks fine. But the dip in resolution and frame rate is just like... It looks so much prettier on the TV, but with a game like this, I imagine you want to have that issue. Cool, yeah, girl,
0: awesome. Um, well, we'll check in with you on that for sure. Um, I do briefly just want to talk about how I have um, I sat down with Miss um, Alexa Ray um, to play a little bit more of Final Fantasy IX because I was like, "Show <laughs> Did me." Did you learn how to play? <laughs> yes, but Yay! More importantly, I learned how to cheat. And by that I mean, in the remake that is on PS4, there's all these systems that you could turn on. Um, One of them is nine 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 mode, which essentially makes you every attack your characters do the first hit is nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine damage.
3: Yeah, so essentially
0: you're like one hit killing everything. Then there's um, safe travel mode, which means you can wander around and never hit any random instances. Um, so none of the random battles pop up. Only like the boss battles pop up or the battles that are tied to the story. And then there's um, like the, the super speed mode, which I thought was just going to be for battles. Oh, no. Everything is fast. It's like putting a fast forward on walking. You even walk like in this really weird, like jittery fast way. Um, all of the battles are super fast. All of the cutscenes are like sped up, which is oh. really isn't weird. That the opposite
2: of what you want? Yes. Yes, it That's is.
0: Weird. I-, I don't huh. like it at all. Um, and then, um, there was one more. Oh, I think it was about health maybe. Um, but essentially like, Putting all those, like, I get if I had played the game once or more than once before, I would understand, like, oh, I could probably speed through the cutscenes, but like, it feels like really poorly implemented in the sense that I'm trying to experience the game, but I do want to speed up the battle sequences because the battle sequences are just painfully slow, especially if you have 9999 on. Um, because they immediately go into trance at the beginning of every battle, and they have to do the trance animation for each oh. character. So, like, once you pick up Garnet, who I've renamed to be Kesha, going with my... I saw that. Name, that was really name. cute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, She... You know, like... So, like, everybody goes into trance, and then everybody has to hit... So, if I want... So, if I want JT... Uh, what's his name? Is it a It's yes. a Dane. Yes. To be able to steal something, I have to make sure to just make the first person guard, defend, and then he can steal. But then he just steals from one person. It's 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 a flawed system for how I'm tr- sorry for how I'm trying to play it. But it definitely helped me go through it faster. I just like I'm having trouble getting getting into it because when you turn the when you turn the. Um, Safe travel mode off and then the instances happen like the there's these constant battles everywhere and i i, I went to alexa and i was like because i went to her house to check on her and see how she was doing in space she's doing good <laughs> um and I, <laughs> I was like what i was like was this the way that it was like back then she was like this is all we had it was the best yes it sucked but it was great and i was like wait did you hear what you just said um <laughs> like it was good that there were like you could walk like across like halfway across the screen and then you would hit a random battle and then you would turn around to go a different direction you would hit another battle i was like was that really like the point of the game and she was like yeah it was kind of annoying it's probably why they turned the safe travel mode into a thing
3: oh yeah it's um, dated
0: yeah so i was like okay well after playing some more of it um i don't know how Committed, I am to finishing it. I think with all of the cheats on, it would be relatively easy to finish it, but I feel like I would miss a lot, particularly the cutscenes that happen in double time. Like, I don't know why they did that. Why on earth would anybody want to watch a cutscene in like fast forward mode? Well, you would just skip it if you don't want to see it. It makes sense to me that, like, yes, the battles should be sped up. If you want, sure, I guess maybe traversing, you could speed up. But, I mean, like, at that point, then you're just, like, speed running it in a really weird way. And I don't understand the point.
3: Yeah, that's silly because I feel like the reason they put those elements in there is so you can experience the story. But if they take that away in fast cutscenes and whatnot, then it's like, why would you do that? Cause that's why you're playing ultimately is for the story and to like see these characters that Alexa and I rave about all the time. And it's yeah. like, the cutscenes are like the best part.
2: They're, How yeah. hard is it to toggle that on and off? Like, but I guess you don't know when you're about to hit a cutscene. Right. The that's the
3: problem. It's actually very easy. You
0: just hit the start menu, uh, like pause and you can toggle it on and off, but. Um, for example, like I was in a fight, like a, in a boss fight, and then like after winning the boss fight, cause you don't know when you're about to win the boss fight <laughs> because they don't have a health bar. Um, Oops. and so, <laughs> um, I can't just quickly toggle it off. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I, it's worth experimenting. I think I can try to experiment to see if I could quickly switch it off ahead of the cutscenes, but it's weird. It's a weird choice. Like, yeah. I don't know if something happened with the code where they weren't able to go in and say, okay, just the, the cinematics are not in double time, everything else is, or just the battles. They had to just, like, blanket it's statement, all like, it's all going to be super fast, or it's not at
3: all. Okay, but, so now I want to hear yeah. your opinion on, like, the characters so far. Like, do you find them interesting? Do you find the story interesting? Are you attached to anything? So far,
0: I'm um, I'm interested to see where Garnet as a character goes. Um, her name is Dagger now, right? Yeah. Um, she, I think she's got some layers that are going to peel back, and I think she'll turn out to be kind of interesting because, like, her mother, the Queen, is like a weird bird, right? Like, mm, yeah. I don't. I I'm not quite sure why you would want that. She clearly was trying to escape,
2: <laughs> but she clearly still. She clearly why still you would wants want her your mom to be a weird bird. No,
0: I don't mean like a bird. And when I say weird bird, I don't mean like a literal bird. She she does look kind of weird, though. She, no, she looks like a freakish monster. Let's just be real. Yeah, I Um, haven't seen it. uh, I'll show you a photo of her. Um, Okay they don't look related at all. So like Dagger's this cutesy little anime girl. And then her mom is
3: like some, I I don't even know how. Maybe she's
0: adopted. She's like a Mrs. Potato head. (laughs) No,
3: that's actually, that's a very accurate description of queen brain, brawn, brain, brawn. Yeah. (laughs) Queen Brain. It's like like B-R-A-H-N-E.
0: Yeah. Queen brawn or something. Brawn. Brain. Steimer, once you see a photo of her, you know exactly what I'm referring to. (laughs) It's fucking terrible. Um, Um,
2: yeah, so like I'm interested I mean, he, to
0: hear more about her. So far, the Dane is kind of like too much of a playboy for me to like as a character. He's very much like a oh, I'm so cute. Oh and God! I, <laughs> oh yeah. <they're,
2: laughs>
0: brit is holding the photo up, up to the screen.
2: I'm also looking at it on my phone. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, that's see, cool. she's weird looking. It's funny. Um, are you okay? Do you need help? <laughs>
0: It's like she's in a constant state of panic. She's, like, worse than Wario,
3: and I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> well, maybe wow. it's War- is like, spawned from an alternate universe. No, it's really funny you say that about Zidane, because when I played this game for the first time, I was, man, like, 12, 13, and his personality, I was like, oh, he's such a bad boy. I was like, oh, my God, like, the stirrings were happening. I'm like, I love his personality, and I, like, yeah. like I said, for the bit, he was my first, like, real husbando. And I think now if I were to go back and play that game, I'd be like, you're a fool. Cause I'm like, you know, older and I'm like, I don't got time for you. There- I don't have time for your yeah. bullshit, son. I know exactly who you are.
2: I've right? played so many Bioware games. <laughs> I
3: know this drill.
0: <laughs> I do not approve. I, I think that, I think that perspective has a lot, uh, has a lot to do with, you know, how I'm prejudging him as a character. I hope he, he brings it around. Um I think um Vivi is interesting. Um, really kind of shy and quiet hasn't had a lot of dialogue so far um and then steiner is you know this like lovable oaf of a character who's like so hell bent on his duty and wanting to take care of the princess that he kind of loses sight of the bigger picture um i mean they're they're great characters so far at least they have personalities and like they're they're clear even this early on Um, that's a feat in and of itself because there's so many just like bland characters out in the world of video games. Yes. Um. But yeah, it's um, it's been going, it's been going good. It's like like I said, it's challenging in a variety of ways that are that's. Um, unusual to me but it was helpful to ask alexa what everything was what all the items were i was like what does ether do what do the eye drops do what does this do and she's like this is what everything does and i was like thank goodness now can you just be here every time i play the game perfect the
3: good thing is was, when did to get she that- not find a way to look at the description
0: no i couldn't figure it out
3: i think it's oh. select button or something there i think there's, there's
0: got to be a button yeah that yeah that says the good thing
3: is though once you figure out like what each item is, that's generally like what it is across all JRPGs. Like, the eye drops will always cure blindness. Ether, either whatever, always cure, like, your MP. Potions are always your hit points, and a potion and a high potion typically restore the same amount. So you're on your way, Andrea or Renee. That yeah. Range.
0: I'm never gonna be able to use the Phoenix down, because I no. can't die.
3: <laughs> You'll never need that, bad boy. I'm
0: so powerful. <laughs> just one, Just one hit kill. I did come across one boss that I didn't one hit kill, and I was like... Listen, motherfuckers, are you telling me that if I didn't have the cheat on, this boss would have 10,000 fucking hit points? This is outrageous. <laughs> it yeah. would have taken so long to kill that in,
3: like, the, the active time battle. I was like, what? 10,000 hit points? It's crazy to think when that game came out, I had all the time in the world. I would spend literal weekends just grinding and overpowering my characters because I had the time to do that, and it was fun, you know? And it's just crazy how your pr- perspective changes when you get older, like... The quote, sweet brown. Ain't nobody got time for that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And what Alexa was saying was, you know, she was like, that was like, that was the thing back Mm -hmm. then. She was like, it was one of the few games that offered such a robust. Playing experience, and I, I kind of disagreed with her a little bit. I was like, two thousand. I was like, what are you talking about? There's a lot of stuff to play in two thousand. Um, I was like, but maybe I guess if your experience was like very restricted to like JRPGs, then yeah. I mean, obviously it's like one of the best Final Fantasies, right? Oh yeah, the best. But that's why is it your opinion. number one?
3: Hmm. Is it your number one Final Fantasy Nine? Yes. Yes. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay, well then, I will keep playing it just for you, Brad.
3: No, you should, cuz the it's fun for me to hear you talk about these characters, especially since you don't really know them yet, and some of the things you've mentioned, I could talk about like 15 minutes per topic because so much stuff happens and I'm excited for you to continue playing and learn how these characters grow and develop and interact with one another.
0: Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to revisit it down the road for sure. Uh once I get a chance to play more, but right now I'm I'm trying to trying to kill some monsters, trying to get into it. Yes. Um. All right. Well. Um. Because the show once again has um gone super long with our hands on. Like last week, we are going to skip the third segment. Don't worry. We're not going to make it an all-time habit. But um, hopefully this has been enough podcasts for you guys. Two hours. You know, just a measly two hours of podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. But we will be back next week. Steimer will be
3: scuba swimming with the fishes. Snuba <laughs> but not in the. Dead sense. scuba, don't, yeah,
2: don't. She's gonna don't be a scuba diver. Scuba diver.
0: Um, so she will be on vacation, and we will be having a special guest, Miss Kimberly Wallace from Game Informer, will be joining us next week. Um, so if you guys want to find more content from What's Good Games, Brit, we have a couple social media channels they could check out.
3: We do. Let's see if I can not bork these. Alright, we have twitter dot com slash what's good underscore games, Facebook dot com slash what's good games, YouTube dot com slash what's good games, Instagram don't worry about it, the, uh website what's good games.com, and of don't course Patreon.com slash what's good games where we post random shenanigans all the time and it's very fun.
0: Yeah. Lots of fun places to um to hang out with us and to chit-chat with us. And of course, you guys are always welcome to write in to us at contact at what's I think Britt said that too. Um uh thanks so much for listening, everybody. Um let us know what you have been playing, um, what you're looking forward to, if there's topics that you would like us to discuss. If there's a guest that you would like us to get on the show, um uh, you can write us in about that as well. And until next time, have a fantastic weekend. Goodbye, everybody.